I was serving drinks at a party, and mm-hmm. it was like a celebrity party. I was 21 years old, and Paul Stanley from Kiss was there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, he looks old. That guy's old, old, old. I wouldn't recognize him without the makeup. Oh, I knew who he was, and I was just like, man, he looks ancient. How old was he? 39. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. Uh, this is something that we talked about before as Margaritaville retirement communities. Oh, God. So yeah. I saw last year, I think it was in March, and it closed like six weeks later, Margaritaville the musical, which was horrendous. Okay, so Margaritaville is a song by Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, and the people who like Jimmy Buffett, they're called parrot heads. Right. They're kind of like deadheads, and in fact, in the way that they have their entire, they have like a community. And they have a lifestyle a built lifestyle. around the music, which is like short sleeve, loud. Yeah. Tropical print shirts. But it also, the more I look into it, it's not as rosy as I thought the Margaritaville mm-hmm. lifestyle. It's definitely like you had to work a corporate job and you're trying to get out of it. Like it's that right. kind of thing. Like you're for, you're shoehorned into this kind of corporate lifestyle, but you don't want it. You right. want to get out of it. You want to be in Margaritaville. Right. You know? And for a very long time, I had a hard time trying to... Uh, distinguish between Warren Buffett and Jimmy Buffett. I've been I had there. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think either one of them would appreciate it. No. I imagine they would run into each other and be like, mm. Mm. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and right? they just pass by each other like, no, nah, I don't know that dude. Yeah. So it's like Jimmy Buffett worked for Warren Buffett at one point and then went his own way. Yes. Is that it? And Is then it's to- like, Maybe Warren Buffett started off as a musician and it was like, screw this, the stock um, markets call it. <laughs> it was like he couldn't get a gig. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're envious of each other's lives. Yeah. And now look what, uh, so on one hand you have Warren Buffett who's like, you know, the Oracle from Omaha and like, he's great, but come on, Margaritaville. Yeah. What would you still, rather be known for? I know. <laughs> you know, investments right. are like a party. You're right. But I got, you know, Warren Buffett, he lives in a small house. And he never, like, he's Why? been in the same house for 30 years. He reminds me of Citizen Camp. Like, something, you know, I know he had a very difficult childhood. Apparently his mom was a huge B. His oh, words. really? And he's still, the fact that he's one of the richest men in the world, but still tries to pretend that he's not by living in a regular sized house. <laughs> that makes no He's old now, dude. Splash out. Get yeah. some grills. Do you know what I mean? Do something fun. Like, be in a, be in a song with, like... Uh, with Jimmy Buffett. With B- Jimmy. I was thinking Snoop Dogg, but sure, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, Buffett on Buffett. Yeah, I feel like at the end of days, it's like Jimmy Buffett, Warren Buffett, Martha Stewart, Snoop Dogg, like Jesus, the, yeah. <laughs> the Easter Bunny, and a T-Rex. Right. <laughs> it's all together. Anyway, so this is Margaritaville. Um, you know, what? where is it? So according to the company's website, it says it's in the tropics, oh, somewhere between the Port of Indecision and Southwest of Disorder, but no parallels of latitude or longitude mark the spot exactly. It's a global lifestyle brand, is what ah, they're saying. Ah, okay. Um, so they're going to, there's going to be a community called Latitude Margaritaville Hilton Head. Um, it's going to be a 55 plus community. So this is the thing. This is active living for people who are 55, which is not, I'm not saying that because I'm, you know, getting close to that mm-hmm. age, but we live a long time now. Yeah. You know, like when we were younger, it was not 
unusual for someone's grandparents to die at like 60. Right, 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 you know? right. And that was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's how it was. It's expected. How, how you make it to 70. People in my family that are making it to 75, they're like, I didn't think I was going to be here, literally. Mm-hmm. Because that's not the experience they had of their parents and grandparents. Mm-hmm. Like, people didn't live that long. So this is a community for f- people who are 55 or older, but it has nothing to do with health. Mm-hmm. It's just they don't want to be around motherfuckers who are less than 55. Like, right. these are healthy people who are not retired. They don't want to be around all the kids. <laughs> they don't want to be around kids. And grand, like, people's grandkids. Yeah. It's like, get out of here. So they call themselves parrot heads, although they're saying it's not just for parrot heads. These are actually just communities. Um, a community, it's going to open up in Hilton Head sometime in, it, it says, 2019 to 2020. Okay. So, and, so I mean, it's... It's happening. It's like, you know, phase one. All right. That kind of thing. These are regular communities. Um, They're also going to do one outside of Savannah, I think. Well, yeah, that's good, too. As well. And it looks like maybe they're going to do one somewhere in in the southwest. So here are some of the things they're going to have. It's going to have... Covering all the regions with (laughs) it. Where the low taxes are. Yeah. Like good weather and low taxes. Yeah. So the one of the locations is planned to have a town square with a band shell for live music, the last Mango Theater. Oh. Okay, with a banquet hall on the stage, the Latitude Bar and Chill. Oh right. Restaurant and a pool. They're also going to have a Fins Up Fitness Center, as well as a Paradise Pool with beach cabanas, quote unquote tiki huts. I don't know why tiki is in quotes. They could just make them, and lawn games. They're going to have a working. Work in without a G, without a G, with a you know thing and play in center. It's a business center and also a Barcaritaville pet spa, arts and crafts areas. These people are just going to be like drinking and smoking all day and making everything pot is holders. yeah everything is golf. Like you can drive your golf cart everywhere, all right, which is well, probably good because they will be drunk. And they need to get where they're going. Yeah, they need to get and where they're going. It's true because they you can walk for a while, but as you get a little bit older, you're just like, mm-hmm. F it, I'm not going to walk Also, everywhere. you've been drinking. Yeah. Um, and you can't drive a car. But yeah. apparently you could still drive a golf cart in America. So there's going to be a 72-acre public retail center with specialty stores. I'm imagining a lot of, like, you know, Bahama shirts, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Grocery store, dining, a signature concept restaurant, more entertainment, and everything is going to be golf cart trail accessible. Um, and they're going to be promoting the use of electronic vehicles as the primary mode. So they're going to have 3,000 homes when they finish. Right now, they have about 200 home sites. That's okay. phase one. So it's, it's not bad. Um, so basically, you can get all your friends and go move to Margarita. And, Mar- move to Mar- and so there's going to be one in Daytona, one in Water Sound, one in South Carolina, um, and Hilton Head. So places that people of that age, mm-hmm. when they were younger, wanted to go to. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never, when I was a kid, I wasn't like, man, I can't wait to be old enough to go to Hilton Head. Yeah, Get on those God. fucking courts. Yeah. You know, get the old st- sticks out, start, you know, kicking the ball around or whatever. No, whatever you never go. dreamed of being, like, retired and playing golf. Not at 55. In fact, for me, the whole, the whole idea of retirement is kind of like, what? Mm. I'm, I, I'm planning to work until I kick. Like, I'll probably be in the saddle. Yeah, just slump over at your fall desk. over, and they put the next one in. They, so Greg and I were talking about this because it's it's a great idea. At the same time, I'm I'm imagining all of these like intelligent, fairly well healed, organized uh, community mm-hmm. members from all over different communities just being like F it and moving away, yeah. away from their kids, away from their grandkids, 
away from whatever it is. Like, say they're from the Northeast. It's like, I'm tired of this fucking snow. Yeah. I'm tired of, like, corporate Joe. Like, all yeah. this kind of stuff. And the commute. And the God, commute. And, and then I'm they just move it. to Daytona Beach area and start living it up. It'd be weird. That's Again, so weird. not for health. I don't it's know. It's just, you know, they're just tired. They're just like, I'm not yeah, doing no, this I get anymore. It. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing the rat race yeah. anymore. Why? And I appreciate that. But it's kind of weird because I was thinking, what other what other cultures have that kind of communities that just spring up based on age and trying to get the hell away from your community? Like, what? Do any other no, cultures do I don't that? No, I don't think so. I think they embrace, like, <laughs> yeah. all different generations. Yeah. So the and idea that like a village... you're wise, you're a little yeah. old, and you have something so to offer. That's what I mean. So these people are making broad generalizations, but because they're young and they're, you know, 55, they're fairly active, a lot of communities are going to be losing some very interesting people if yeah. this kind of thing catches on. And I would, if I were in their position, I'd be like, F this, I'm out. I'm not going to continue to live in, like, the Boston suburbs for the rest of my life. I know, because then you've got Fins a whole up. Other, you've got... <laughs> Fins up. <laughs> Fins up indeed. Yeah, okay. Up. <laughs> okay. We should check when we're fifty five and older, we should check it out. Yeah. Be like, hey boys. <laughs> That's what I imagine. Yeah, we'll like, be the youngest ones yes. there. There'll be some seventy five year old like, hey, check out them chicks. And they're like or those nothing birds. To do. Oh my or god. Or whatever they would call it. You know us. what's the worst though? You know, older <laughs> men who are so bored and they come up to you and talk all the time. Oh, it's I like, know. get out of here. I feel because I'm I wanna be respectful. And sometimes I do want to hear their stories, but other time I'm like, yo, you're retired. I'm not. Oh, I almost lost my mind. I was out at brunch with a friend on a Saturday at a hot spot in the West Village. Okay. Having a great time. And? And I'm there to be with my friend. Oh, yeah. And so it's You weren't crowded. there to pick up old men? The old man comes by the table. It's <laughs> just like anything that's hanging off the table is mine. I'm like... Get out of here. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Anything that's hanging off the table is mine? Yeah, that's what he said. I would have thrown like, huh. a foot up off the table. <laughs> is this yours? Is this, is this eight and a half? I just looked at him. I didn't say anything. I didn't say, I thought get out of here in my mind. But I was like, dude, I, I you're clearly bored walking up to people. and <laughs> Trying to get to something going, trying to get a conversation You started. know, if you're at a bar, sure, you're kind of open to that kind of thing. But I'm at a table. Oh, you're at a table. I'm at a table eating food. And I'm just like, mid, I'm having a meal. Mid-chomp. And you're interrupting me to talk about whatever it is because you want to have Nothing. a conversation. Yeah. Small talk. But it's he doesn't even want to hear what I have to say. He just wants to talk. So what was what happened after he just said I it and moved on? Glared at him. Wow. And then he walked on to the bar and went off to another table. You try it again. In his mind, I imagine being like my uncle, like, man, these cats are rough out here. Yeah. Like, oh God, they're rude. Yeah. These dames, they want no part of me. Bernard, keep moving. Oh, here, I have something. I have robot news. All right, robot news. We're, uh, like, terrified of the robo-apocalypse. Although now I think it's just going to be AI. Like, we're, we're afraid of robots, but we're, like, 2,000 late with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, the robot is nothing. Yeah, the robot is passe. Like, people are working on robots, and I was like, that old chestnut, that old technological chestnut. Yeah. Oh, look, it's We're guy's everywhere. It's we're a toaster your... oh, on wheels. So it turns out that... Trash talk hurts even when it comes from a robot. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. So Who's letting a robot trash talk them for more than like two or three seconds? I <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> Before they flick it off. So when they're talking about trash talk, they say um, it, the trash talk in the study that they at Carnegie Mellon University demonstrated that discouraging words can be perturbing even when uttered by a robot. So if like a human says something to you, something like, I have to say you're a terrible player. You know who did this? This is men. 
men who've never received criticism are like, hmm, I wonder how it feels if a robot says something negative to me. Because that's my only chance of hearing negativity. And guess what? It made me feel bad. Yeah, because nobody talks to me like that. Yeah, no one talks to me like that. Yeah, so other other trash talk, and this is trash talk. I think trash talk is something that happens at the poker table. It's like or, or like on the court, on yeah, the basketball court. Yeah, on the court. basketball court. You call that mm-hmm. a fucking swish? It's like your mother played better last night yeah. under my my pants or something. What? Whatever We that would is. be I... terrible at trash talking. I, I just accused someone of having a bad swish. I don't even know what that means. I said she played under my pants. <laughs> what is that? What are you... And then the other trash talk was over the course of the game, your plane has been confused. Excuse me? That's the trash talk? Yeah, this would get I laughed know, off I the know, courts. I know. <laughs> that was the worst lab I've ever seen. What? Old chap? So, so if people play a game with it, people played a game with a robot, um, this mm-hmm. commercially available humanoid robot known as Pepper. And I think we reported oh, yeah, on Pepper, Pepper before. Pepper's a bee now, huh? Yeah. Trash talking. <laughs> And they pe- people performed worse when the robot discouraged them and better when the robot encouraged them. Oh, well, you know, as a teacher, I figured out how that works many years ago. Mm-hmm. Encouragement tends to bolster people's uh, performance. Yeah. Whereas discouragement has the opposite effect. Thank you, science. And one participant said, I don't like what the robot is saying, but that's the way it was programmed, so I can't blame it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the quote that they got? Who wrote yeah. this article? Uh, yeah, it says, this is one of the first studies of human-robot interaction in the environment where they are not cooperating. So, like, it's interesting, because, like, all the other uses of a robot is, like, helping humans. Mm-hmm. And this is one where they're not. They're not helping. They're, so they're, they're just acting like other, they're acting like humans. Uh, was there a, a hammer or anything in the room? That would be my experiment. A what? I would put very, like, a hammer, maybe a baseball yeah, bat, right. like a metal bat, <laughs> other things in the room, a drill. To see what happens. How yeah. much shit talking can happen before the robot gets disassembled. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So it's funny because we can expect home assistants to be cooperative, but in situations such as online shopping, they might not have the same goals as we do. So if there is a robot at the store. And, you want, and I want a size 8, and they're like, really, it's a 10. And I'm yeah. like, no, I fit an 8. Yeah, and they're like, lady. You've never been an 8. You're a 12. <laughs> I was being nice with the whole comment about being 10. <laughs> Right, or, you know, any kind of aggressive shopping, uh, like, techniques. and uh, Yeah, so it's like, what if a robot was giving you the hard sell? Mm-hmm. Ah. <clears throat> Do you think that's where it's going to go? That, ro- like, salespeople are going to be replaced by robots? Well, I, you know, I did a little experiment. I started asking Suri mm-hmm. for information for the podcast. Okay. She was giving me sass. Really? Yeah, like this is what I found. You know, like and, and I don't have like, time for that. And it was some BS. It wasn't even. Oh, it like, wasn't even good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think those algorithms are not set up for us to be able to find good material for the podcast. Is the problem? Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's the real problem at Amazon. <laughs> they have not anticipated my need for penis news. <clears throat> so now they they also want to. Based on this study, they want to see how else people feel interacting with robots. Mm-hmm. And future work might focus on nonverbal expression between robot and humans. So get ready for that. I would like to see what the sample of people is. Like, who are these people? Are they young people? Are they old people? Mm-hmm. Are they rural? Are they urban? Do you know what I mean? Like, what kind of, how much trash talk is acceptable, let's say, in Milwaukee versus how much trash yeah. talk is acceptable in, say, like, Atlanta? Right. And <laughs> like, it, right. can you talk about someone's mama? 
in Milwaukee for how long? But this is just criticism. It's not even trash talk, yeah. like an insult. It's just, and they're saying they're calling it that, and it's are, like, it's like not. aren't you due for a haircut, like that kind of thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So we talked in the past about uh, inflammation, that things are anti-inflammatory. Right, we were talking about it and I was like going on about like inflammation. We're like, what is it? Yeah, because it's one of those things you literally, every single product that's out there, it's like, eh, or a food when they're advertising, they're like, this, it's so healthy, it has anti-inflammatory qualities. So what the hell is inflammation? Um, so it says doctors are learning the best way to, that the, one of the best ways to reduce inflammation is not medicine, but food, of course, whatever. Um, and they put out there these in anti-inflammatory diets. So your immune system becomes activated when your body recognizes anything that is foreign. <clears throat> That's invading it, such as a microbe, plant, pollen, or chemical. So everything is inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, this often triggers everything a process is, called wait. inflammation. And so if you have a sinus infection, mm-hmm. um, or no, let's do a better example, pollen. Okay. You have an allergy. You're walking to the botanical gardens because mm-hmm. happy as Larry. And all of a sudden, you take a sniff of something, right. and then you start sneezing. Mm-hmm. That's inflammation. So you have inhaled that pollen. It has started to inflame or bother your nose, and then you produce a lot of mucus, and then you try to sneeze it out. Yeah. Everything is inflammation. Uh, arthritis. It's inflammation. Inflammation. Anything that, um, too much alcohol in your system, and it makes you sick, inflammation. So everything is inflammation. Okay. This is just like, it's like cancer is a blanket term for a lot of things. Inflammation. Oh. Is a blanket term for a lot of things. And that's as close as I got to finding out what inflammation is. Right? So it's reducing these symptoms yeah. that, are, that, are, that are a reaction to whatever is bothering you. Yeah, so it says cancer, heart disease, diabetes, arthritis, <clears throat> depression, Alzheimer's. All of these things are related to inflammation or yeah. are inflammation. Right? When something is off balance. Um, so it says one of the things that you can do to fight inflammation is to add... to Take foods out of your diet that cause inflammation. And these are foods that, you know, we enjoy. Margarine. We nobody is a, enjoys them. A major cause of inflammation. But nobody I, likes it. Shortening and lard. People Ooh. love lard. A lard cookie. Yeah, yeah it's making a lard. comeback yeah, for yeah. millennials. Um, red meat and uh, burger steaks and then processed meat, hot dogs and sausage. Okay. Soda and other sugar sweetened beverages. So, beverages. Okay. Right? Yeah. French fries, they call that out specifically. And fried foods All right. cause inflammation. And then refined heart carbohydrates such as white bread and pastries. All the good stuff. All, All the, the good fun, stuff. yummy yeah. things are... So if you... Yeah. Foods that cause inflammation lead to, you know, the classics, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, heart disease things like that. All mm-hmm. of the, the negative, you know, the negative um, things that we get un weight gain, like unhealthy foods that contribute to weight gain, that weight gain is also inflammation. Oh, God. Everything is inflammation. Um, So if you want to fight inflammation, um, here are the things that you should eat. Tomatoes. Okay. Now, listen, this all of a sudden, it's like, okay, tomatoes, olive oil. All right. But not pasta. 
Oh, sad. I know. Green leafy ve- vegetables, nuts, fish, salmon, mackerel, tuna. Sorry, it's the fatty fish, and then so a niçoise salad. A niçoise salad, basically, and fruit. Put a little berry on the side. Oh, okay. a little citrus on the side. Yeah, tomatoes, olive oil, leafy vegetables, nuts, fatty fish, and fruits. And then the benefits of those are obvious, right? You have um, fewer bouts of inflammation. One good thing is coffee, anti-inflammatory. Oh, wow. I never would have guessed. Me either, because that's something we actually enjoy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I was just wondering if the people in Margaritaville would be... Looking at this and being like, I need a niçoise. Yes, this a niçoise is, salad. I'm, I'm supposed to be eating a cheeseburger in paradise, yeah. as they so as this, the song goes. That's inflammation. So inflammation is basically everything. Anything that's bothering you is inflammation. Any kind of soreness. Um, anything would trigger a reaction where your body's trying to get something mm-hmm. out of your body. It's inflammation. And then there's anti-inflammatory foods. And then, I guess, pro-inflammatory fruit foods. Like foods that promote inflammation. inflammation but because why would, what's a case where you would need that inflammation to kick in? I have no idea. I need, well. I'm going to start, the French restaurant should be like, we're pro-inflammatory. Yeah. <laughs> if you need to be inflamed, McDonald's. All right, what do you have? Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about Cinema Cinema. Okay. okay. So Cinema Cinema is the band that we've had them on the show a couple of times. They've given us interviews, but they also were nice enough to provide us with the music for our podcast when we didn't even exist. Right. We just asked these guys, hey, can we use your music for a podcast? You don't even know what we're going to be talking about. You don't really even know us that well. Yeah, we just want it for the opening and closing. You don't yeah. know anything about don't us. Don't worry can about it. Just whatever music you have. Whatever. And they, and they were, like, they were like, sure. Sure. Yeah. They are punk rockers. I, I, avant punk rockers. Avant park punk rockers. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, I mean, I know um, what I know what punk is. I know what a rocker right. is. I don't know what avant punk is. So the cinema cinema is two cousins mm-hmm. <laughs> from Brooklyn, and like really from Brooklyn, not yeah. transplants. Not yeah, hipsters. they're from Brooklyn. They are from Brooklyn. And but they sound punk. like a huge band. It's yeah. two guys, but when you listen to it, you think that there's like, more people like out there. Five people at yeah. least on there, but you know they're. Um, so they, they are punk. They are, they are rock. Um, but what they're doing now, they did this, um. They're evolved. <laughs> they did a collaboration with, uh, Matt Deru. Okay. Of the Klezmatics. Oh, okay. I like okay. the Klezmatics. Yeah. And it's, it's a record that combines punk, avant-garde, and a touch of old world. Yeah. As I said, and it's amazing. I like Klezma music. Yeah. It's fun. So I, I didn't know they, they were doing it. Is it out? Oh, it, it's been out. Okay. It's been out at this time. They've been on tour. Okay. pretty amazing. We have it. We didn't talk about it when they first went on tour and this album first came out. Yeah. Back in October. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just an overdue mention to go and check out Cinema Cinema. Oh, and I'll put a link in there so you can see it. That, that's awesome. I, I mean, alone those two guys are massive, but now they've added a third person to it? Yeah, just a collaboration. They're not, He's not a part of Cinema Cinema. Okay. They have not they're expanded, but it's them. like... That's cool. Uh, he's, uh, this guy um, is a master saxophonist and in a Grammy Award winning uh, music from the Grammy Award winning music ensemble, the mm-hmm. Cosmatics. So. I am curious to see where Cinema Cinema goes in the future. Like, I, I see them at some point with, like, you know, like a 40-piece orchestra behind them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like Something on a like fjord. That. Yeah. Like, I know. Like floating on a fjord with, like, like, a huge orchestra also floating on a fjord behind them. Right. <laughs> Just like, and everyone's in tuxedos. Yeah, so you know, it's this. It's except un- for Ev, there's no sleeves on his or yeah, something. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, he's so no hardcore. Sleeves, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. 
I know. Um, but they said this album is undoubtedly punk in spirit, well, including doses of ambient and free jazz. Okay. It's wild. Have you heard you no. heard it? Oh, my God. Greg said he heard some of it, and he was like, wow, this is a, like a departure from what they were saying before, total but departure. very cool. It's extremely cool, but it's nothing like anything you've really heard before. All I right. can guarantee you, you haven't heard this. Okay. And our listeners haven't heard this All right, well, before, I'll put a yeah. link to it so you guys can They're hear They're pretty it. amazing. I'm going to listen to that myself. That's yeah. exciting. What do you have here? Advice on advice? Yeah, so advice on advice is a segment where we find advice on the internet that stinks. And it's unqualified. And we improve upon it by giving our advice on advice. So this is... Hence advice on advice. Loveletters.boston.com. Okay. I'm married but have fallen for my co-worker. Oh. Yeah. I know. This is like a perennial. I'm a 40-something male who's semi-happily married to my wife. Oh. I'm... But recently developed romantic feelings for a coworker and feel conflicted about my current situation. So this is an interesting advice because when I, you know, you were like, oh, he's he's conflicted. There's something going on. But it becomes very clear throughout that there's. I don't think there's any reason for him to be conflicted. Okay. All right. Let's hear. It. Let's hear. I can't wait. My wife and I have been married for seven years. Up until two years ago, we had what I considered solid marriage, but over the past two years, our conflicts have become more frequent and significant, causing a rift in our marriage. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. It's made me question whether the marriage will even last. While wrestling with my marriage issues, which I like this image of this guy, I developed a friendship with a female coworker. Friendship. We work in the same company, but in different departments. She joined over a year ago. She's single, 10 years younger. Oh. My co-worker and I discovered an unexpected bond over a previously unknown common interest. Then he doesn't say what this is. Okay. Feet. Who knows? Yeah. Crocheting. Um, crochet. <laughs> I don't Square dancing. Yeah. Um, our love of Polish foods. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so they start hanging out for lunch. Uh, All right. Polish food. Right? Yeah. And the co-worker knew that he was married, uh, but he never brought it up. So finally, they start talking about the marriage. We spent they spend more time together. They went to a party. Yep. This is together? like a shitty romantic. No, it was a company party. Okay. But then afterwards, everyone else kind of peeled away, and oh, they were left chit chatting. You know, okay. milling over. Well, this is all typical olives. stuff. There's nothing very typical. Very yeah. typical. Um, but I mean, it's nothing that's off color no. at this point. You're talking. You're hanging friendly. out with a colleague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're friends. So she, he then confessed that he had romantic feelings for her. And she was probably like, whoa, whoa. I thought we were just having a... We're just friends. We're just friends here. My confession caught her by surprise, but she very politely told me that while she was flattered, she didn't want to be caught in the middle of my marriage issues or be a contributing factor. I like this woman. She's like, hey, I hear what you're saying, but one, no, two, two, no. no. Um... She told me she's more than willing to be a good friend, but that it'd be risky to proceed with mm-hmm. anything more. Right. I, I think she's from compliance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised by her reaction. What? And her because yeah, he, she he probably thought she was gonna throw panties on the table. Oh right, and be like, I, yeah. take me now. But yeah, right here. You're in your forties. Put the olives to the I can't side. Wait. Yeah. You're yeah. You're you're an unhappily married man in his forties who I work with. Yeah, I can't wait. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> We, while we've maintained good social banter in the office, we haven't spent much uh, spent any time together outside, nor have had lunch since. Yeah, because she was like, peace out, bro. Yeah, and you got a marriage to deal with. Yeah, she's like, like sorry, Brendan, I'm not into this. Yeah, It's been hard for me because I feel I've been doing most of the outreach to her. It, well, yes. <laughs> while she's been responding, I can tell she's also refraining. Yeah. 
Uh, it's been a challenge for me, too, and that I can't seem to stop thinking about her both in the office as well as outside. I find myself being with my wife. Even when we're having good moments, part of my mind is on my coworker. And who is your wife thinking about? <laughs> I like this idea that they're sitting together. One's looking to the left, and their thoughts are over there. The other to the right. Yeah, and it's just like yeah. yeah. She's like, "What? What do you think about nothing? How about you, Christian Bale? I mean, nothing. Yeah, I mean nothing. <laughs> I thought I had a grasp on how to proceed, but I don't. Any advice is greatly appreciated. So. How are you conflicted? How are you conflicted? You're not, obviously, you're not getting a divorce, so you're staying with your wife. Yeah. So e- then what even do you if you are, this this woman has said, look, I, I'm i not interested in you. Like, it's cool being friends. There's nothing romantic that's ever going to happen here. Yeah. And then the, subtly, she is kind of, you know, made sure that they're not hanging out together. Yeah. Because she doesn't want she to doesn't encourage want to, him. Right. She didn't realize that it was yeah. going this far. And he doesn't he's, have the same he, feelings. And yeah. he's saying, I'm reaching out. I'm doing the outreach. So what does that mean nowadays? What does that mean, outreach? He's poking her on Facebook. Like, he's texting her. And he's trying to still keep Hang, the conversation yeah. going. Yeah. And what what I find interesting is I'm a 40-something woman, mm-hmm. right? I'm in my mid-40s. This is a, a guy in his mid-40s. Hang it up, dude. This is like some young, you, you say she's 10 years younger. She's probably even younger than that. Yeah, and she's like, this guy. And, this is, and you you're, you seem like a sad sack. You're yeah. a guy who's stuck in a marriage, and you're thinking you're going to have it off with, you know, with Stacy from accounting. Yeah, and, and the guys like this, they want to be sure that they have the thing on the side that's going to work out. But she before they, yeah. said it's not going to work, right? But he's conflicted. Because he's not listening. Because he's not listening. Yeah. Distracted, he signs it. Um, so love letters, bosses. I don't believe in the seven year itch, but it seems relevant here. Marriages can, and that's in italics for some reason, feel difficult after many years. R- routines can become routine. Well, isn't that the name? <laughs> isn't the, yeah, the clue? <laughs> the clue is in the word. In itself. the wording right there. <laughs> Sometimes there are distractions in the form of cute coworkers. But that's, this is, I think she's right, or he is right to say it like that. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Some woman who is be, was being friendly, and I, I think sometimes... And you get along. So, you know, it's, it's the thing. Where, maybe she has an older brother. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the thing is, a lot of the times, and women especially, we're like, you know, we see people as a whole person. Yes, you're we not even thinking about... We see everybody as a sexual contest. Yes, yeah, you're not even guys, thinking about D. Guys look at women like mm-hmm. a sexual conquest yeah. before... So yeah. I think about experiences like when I look back, think about you're like in your 20s yeah. and there's like an older guy in the office. You're like, oh, cool. Somebody is being nice to me. Yeah. And this guy seems cool. He's married. Great. Even better. Yeah, good. He's got somebody. You know, and keep in mind that when you're young, someone who is even 10 years older than you can mm-hmm. seem like a, a whole other generation. Oh, yeah. So you're looking like, at them in a completely different way. This guy's thinking he's a sexual being. You're looking at him like, you know, just some you, guy, Tom, who wears Dockers. Yeah, you, you know? are looking at these guys. Like, when you're young and you're looking at somebody older, they look like 10 times older. Yes! I, like, just to just to underscore this, I was serving drinks at a party, and mm-hmm. it was like a celebrity party. I was 21 years old. And Paul Stanley from Kiss was there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, he looks old. That guy's old, old, old. I wouldn't recognize him without the makeup. Oh, I knew who he was. And I was just like, man, he looks ancient. How old was he? 39. (laughs) That's awesome. 39 years old. And and, he's probably thinking, this young bird is checking me out. Is Is he the cat man or is he the other one? 
Which one is the I cat don't know. man? Uh, no, I'm not sure if he's the cat or the star on the eye. Okay. My favorite is the cat. You like the cat? Yeah. I kind of wish, when I was a kid, I was like, why can't they just all be the cat? <laughs> Obviously, that's a different band. <laughs> you know what I mean? But as a small girl, I was like, why? Like, why would you choose anything but the cat? This guy has it going on. This guy with the why star looks like cats? a fool. Like, he showed up late to the birthday party, and they were like... Star. Star for you. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, right? Who got to the face yeah. painter first? It's like, um, I'm sorry, I wanted to be cat. Well, that guy's doing it. <laughs> sorry. I don't even know what the other two are. It's just like, ah. Yeah, just I don't like even the know. tongue. It's just like, the, tongue. the other one had to showcase his tongue because he had the big tongue. But what was the, there were four guys, right? Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Only the cat is the one that is stands the one. out. I always, the star. Star man. Like, and the other two were like, I don't know, it's like a raccoon and like just a sad fish donkey. I don't know what it is. <laughs> In any case, so I don't even know how we got there. We got there because Paul Stanley, Paul Stanley looked, looked ancient old. at thirty nine to yes. me. At and the moral so of the story yes. is, okay, so the emotional distance between you and your wife made it that much easier for you to fall for someone else. You haven't fallen for her. You're just excited because some young bird is listening to you over yeah, a couple cocktails just, that you bought. Yeah, that you bought again, ladies. You remember when you're young? You're like he's talking about his problems. I guess I'm listening. Yeah, I'll have another. Yeah. Fine. It's a whatever. free drink. Because you, you don't make as Seems much Seems like a nice guy. He probably needs a female, like, ear. Yeah. And so, and that's how we think. Now yeah. They're like, well, we'll, we'll listen to this yeah, guy. Yeah, we'll listen to this guy. Um, and he seems like he's a pretty, you know, he doesn't seem like he's lecherous or anything. No, no. You know, but he's mistaking the fact that she's willing to listen to him for any kind of interest. Despite the fact that she was like, bro, you're Get not lost. getting any further than my yeah. ear. Like, you're lucky to have that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you try to do anything south of the lobe, yes, you're the, in trouble. You're in trouble. <laughs> Keep it up here. Um, the emotional difference between you and your wife made it easier for you to fall, but it ends there. You addressed it with a coworker, and question and her response was very clear. She's not interested in what you can offer. <laughs> that's Pretty that. Fine. Now it's time that's to work that. on your... Ma- so she, then she goes to suggest that, you know, you need to start working on your, your marriage they, she suggests counseling. Um, but then she says, to, this is interesting, treat the other relationship like a breakup. You're pretending something might happen with this coworker. It won't, it won't. She doesn't want to pursue it. But when you find yourself thinking about her, remember that what she gave you was a rejection. Ooh. So whenever you think Stacy, think rejection. Stacy, rejection. Stacy, rejection. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it's... Is it that deep? But does he have to be, like, a jerk to her? Like, if somebody rejected you... You know, and it was like, um, if you went on a date, and it so it was like fair game. Like, you're yeah, on a yeah, date, you both understand game. what you're doing. It's an open And then you, re- you reject somebody, mm-hmm. and you can be hurt, but they were just co-workers. Yeah. And he got the feelings. Well, he, I mean, he put it out there. Yeah. Like, hey, let's do this. You know, I have, I have, I can't imagine how uncomfortable that must have been for, for, the, for mm-hmm. the woman. Yeah. Because, not uncomfortable in that she felt something, you know, like, she was going to be attacked, but just mm-hmm. like this is a coworker, she got to see this guy every day. And you, when you go to a job, you you want to make friends, mm-hmm. right? For people with different departments, people yeah. who are managers, like that's a part of it, right? You, it's like a team kind of environment. And now this guy has basically made it really awkward. Yeah. And the other thing too is this guy is very wrapped up in himself. Fine, because he's a little bit older. Everybody in accounting knows. To stay away from Bernard. And not only you know. that, it's just like now she has to, 
second guess herself. Like, what did I do? Did yeah. I and she didn't do anything. She didn't do anything. But again, to your point, when I do, this happens to me every once in a while, I will go to a bar. I'm minding my own business. Some gentleman will sit down and start, we'll chit chat. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, whatever. And then 10 minutes into, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I'm just having a conversation. Also, I think everybody is gay, or I make them gay. <laughs> so I can just have a conversation. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I'm not like, even thinking about the sexuality piece of it. I'm like, here's a dude. Married. He's yeah, a gay married man. You just well never see it again. The sexuality right yes. off them. Yeah, it's not it's not interesting to me because I'm I'm married. Yeah, and I'm not looking for anybody. But that doesn't mean I won't talk to someone right. or listen to somebody. Right. But if that were reciprocated with like, hey, let me get a quick auga, it's like, oh, <laughs> why? Back to accounting. Back to accounting. All right, what do you have? I want to talk about avocados. Okay. Yeah. We love them. We love them. We've always loved them. People dressed up for them as Halloween. Well, the I, weirdest costume ever. Well, I feel like the hipster generation, mm-hmm. they have hijacked the avocado. Yeah. And turned it into something that is their food. Yeah, instead of Mexican. Yeah. yeah it's just, <laughs> Which it is. And also turned it into the most... They've they've ruined it. The they avocado. ruined it because now like their signature dish is the avocado toast, which is mashed avocado spread on okay. toast. I'm going to reject the idea that that is a dish. It's not. That's it's exactly. some toast with some smashed avocado on it. I know, but this is now maybe some red onion taking up space on restaurant menus. And I bet as restaurants an are thrilled. It's a piece of toast, y'all. Yeah, with some avocado, and they're yeah. like, mm, "Oh, I need this avocado toast." It's like, I know what. Like, some of my, my rules when I go out to eat, I order something I can't make at home. Yeah. Or, if if not that, I order something filling. Yeah. That I wouldn't mind paying for. But I sure as hell am not going to be getting down with a piece. And it's expensive. How much is, in, in a New York restaurant, how much is a piece of dry-ass toast? With some avocado. With some avocado like on it. Salt and pepper. Eight dollars They don't something. even put an egg on it. Yeah. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Yeah, I think they're good. You know what? We should open up an avocado toast restaurant quickly before we will catch on. It's a quick pop-up. Yeah. Be like 10 bucks. Any toast you want. Any toast with avocado. Any toast, any avocado. You pick the avocado. So the thing is, it's like, okay, so now the avocado is a hot commodity. It always was, Mm -hmm. to an extent, a little more pricey. But it depends on the the crop and what's going on. If you buy it on the street, if you buy it in a store. Yeah, like what... So, I love it for guacamole, and I make great guacamole. True. I've had this guacamole. It's good. It's no avocado toast, people. Yeah. <laughs> it's something I wouldn't make at home. Right. And so, um, so it's like, because of climate change um, oh, no. and the temperature change, they fear that the, that the avocados are going to become more scarce. No. And with the hipsters taking them all for their stupid toast. White people will riot. You're never going to see an angrier brunch crowd. Right. And so they predict by the year 2050, yeah, all these high temperatures and reduced precipitation in California, which will totally, like, slash the yield of this, of the avocado. Mm-hmm. Like, so then they start... Um, they're what starting, can we do? Well, they're trying to um, push cheap guac substitutes, like squashamole. No. No. Squashamole? Yeah, using squash and trying to do the same no. thing. It's like just no. pay more for the avocado. So, well, well, actually, scientists have um, scientists have gone to work on this. 
And they <laughs> have goodness. announced they have successfully sequenced the avocado genome. After they finished curing AIDS and cancer, we have no more dysentery. The water is clean everywhere. Yeah. Children have what they need. Now we can work on things like the avocado. And, oh, yeah, right. So the, the an avocado genome paves the way to mapping, understanding, and utilizing knowledge of a disease-resistant gene to breed more resistant avocados. It's going to be the size of a watermelon by the end. <laughs> and have no like, taste whatsoever. You won't be, be like able to smash sponge. it. You'll need a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> you want it smashed? Hold on. Yeah, so they want it, they want it, now that they have they have uh, mapped the genome, now mm-hmm. they can say, okay, we can maybe get one that's more drought resistant, less temperature sensitive. Or maybe we need to maybe we need to cultivate uh, a love of foods that are drought resistant already. Yeah. Maybe we should be right? having cactus toast or something else. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a path of least resistance kind of person. I, what I find interesting about the avocados, I live in a neighborhood where the adjacent neighborhood has a lot of um, Mexican immigrants. Okay. And as a result, a lot of the foods that are enjoyed by Mexicans from whatever part of Mexico they're from mm-hmm. include the avocado. And they're cheap. I don't know where these guys are getting avocados from. But the the brunch loving crowd needs to, to wise up. I can still get an avocado in my neighborhood for a dollar. Really? Yes, that's amazing. And it's one of the ones. Oh, we, it's para hoy, like for today on the street. Okay. Like if you want to make guacamole right now, then this is go this out is and get it get. because I, the you know how the street carts are like for food right now, mm-hmm. not for food next Wednesday, because it's in the tradition of people buying food daily and cooking it mm-hmm. daily. Um, but then when I go to the supermarket, yeah, sometimes I can also see the same avocado for four dollars. Mm-hmm. I've even seen an avocado before for five dollars, but then I just left the store. I was like, F no, this. no, 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 no. Five dollars for an avocado? No. Is it? Was it during the time when the avocado, like, there was a freeze or something? No, I think it was just, was just Whole Foods. Oh, okay. You know, people don't know any better. Oh God! Yeah, isn't it something with those stores like Whole Foods? They. I guess Overpriced if there. people are willing to pay for it, because clearly you do not have to go to Whole Foods ever for anything. No. If you choose to, then I guess I don't know what to say. But really, the, there's guys on the street that will give you a really nice avocado for a dollar, two dollars. Even even in Midtown, you could get food on the street. And mm-hmm. what I always find interesting, is, especially um, around 56th Street, where it's like all millionaires, mm-hmm. they must be buying this stuff. I don't see tourists buying like avocados, avocados and fruits on the street. I, you think it's like some kind of like a Bloomberg type who's like, "No, nah, dude, I'm not going to Whole Foods. You crazy? Right here, right. this guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, get him. We're gonna eat him today. We're gonna eat him right now. Yeah. It's right here. It has to be for them. It's who is buying right. like vegetables on 56th Street in a cart unless you oh, live no. right around there? No, you go to your office. You buy your fruits and vegetables. And then take them back to, to your office. To your so you office? get your carrots and your avocado because you're going to eat that with your, wow. whatever. Oh, I have never, yeah. I've never done that before. I guess as I buy myself closer to home. But yeah, I guess as a healthy snack. Yeah. The I, fruits I see. Yeah. But the vegetables, I'm like, who's taking back a head of broccoli? Oh. To the office? Right, right, right. Just I know what you mean. Get a munch on that. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe you buy it and you take it home after work. Yeah, it's maybe like right you there. do. It's like, okay, I'm shopping now. Yeah, why not? Member news. So this is some good member news. Uh, dick updates, scrotum stories. This is penis news. Okay. Let, let us go see what's going on down under. Um, world's first penis and scrotum transplant is fully functional over a year on. I think we've reported about this before in the okay. past. So it was a, a veteran who was injured when he stepped on a device. 
that oh. exploded his lower half. Oh, no. And blew his penis and scrolled him right off. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, awful. Um, so, and the interesting thing in the story is that guy said he remembers stepping on it, and then he said the time froze. And then when he recovered, he was like, ah, you know, what happened? It, you know, that it's yeah, just yeah. interesting that when something tragic like that happens, it's like the moment freezes. Yeah. So it blew his dick right off. Um, so... Previously, there had only ever been one reported penis transplant in 2006, which is way too early. We did not have the technology back then. Mm -hmm. This was in China. It didn't go well. The man, the penis was rejected by the host. Oh. And not only did, not only was did the body rejected, the dude's wife rejected it as well. Apparently. Oh <laughs> yes. no! Like nobody, it was nobody it was wanted too early. anything. Nobody yeah. wanted any part of it. Um. So it wasn't until 2013 when this soldier was at uh, John Hopkins Hospital where they realized this is going to be a good uh, candidate for transplant surgery. So I guess otherwise he was healthy, mm -hmm. he was young, like they, they felt they could do. And it's like a series of, um, of really long and painful like operations. Mm -hmm. um, so this involved the, a single piece of tissue was the penis scrotum and lower abdomen. They oh transplanted onto this guy. God. Yeah. The entire transplant plant weighed about five pounds. The Get whole out. thing. I know. Get out. Get out. Um, so despite the challenges which involved, they stitched together hundreds of blood vessels, mm -hmm. only a millimeter or two wide under a microscope, 14-hour operation performed by 11 surgeons working on this penis. Oh, my God. How crazy is that? Um, and so now, a year later, it's working. He has near-normal erections and the ability to achieve orgasm. His normal sensitivity from shaft to tip, whole thing works. Um, and he can feel everything. He can feel everything. Yeah, okay. He can pee standing up with no problem. Oh, wow. Uh, there's no frequency, no urgency. The urine looks good. The strong... A steady stream? The stream is nice. Okay. <laughs> it's strong. It's clear. Everyone's happy about it. Um, and although the operation involved transplanting the scrotum... The researchers elected not to transplant the donor's testicles after they consulted with bioethicists because then he would have been able to have children, but with another another gentleman's sperm. <gasps> and wow. they decided that that wasn't, while it was possible, they decided that that wasn't ethical. That wasn't the right thing to do. So wow. I guess the idea being that maybe the person who donated it, and I don't know who that would have been, if it was someone at the end of life or someone yeah, yeah. happened to, you know, they had set something up ahead of time. I guess either they didn't ask the person or that's just not something that we're ready to um, well, I'm glad that they, they said no to that. Yeah. Because it's like, let's just not do this. Yeah, let's not do can. that. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. If we, we had concluded that the testes could have, um, fathered a child, they decided that that might not be the way to mm -hmm. go. So they did not transplant the testicles as well. But they got everything else going. Scrotum is there. Shaft is there. Guy can take a pee. The guy can have sex. Pretty yeah. amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, penis and but scrotum. But the thing is, it's five like, pounds. I, I think we talked about this. It's like, I'm, I'm happy for the guy. And yeah. Like, uh, but this is a, basically a dead man's mm -hmm. penis. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're the wife in that situation. Yeah. Now what? Now what? What do you think of that? It's yeah. Like maybe that was the it, when they consulted with a bioethicist. Maybe that was one of the things that they considered. Mm -hmm. Is that this guy is going out there with somebody else's DNA, mm -hmm. and 
how yeah, how does that person's partner feel about that? Because when you're with someone, when you're thinking about having a child with somebody, yeah, you're, you're especially now with all that. the medical advances yeah. that we have, it's like, you know, the first thing is that you get to evaluate that person. Yeah. Right? You know a little bit about them, their background, their family background, their genetic makeup. Now this guy's walking around with two rocks from somebody else that are completely different from the rest of, you know, what you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> and now what? I know. That, that and just the idea, it's like another... It's another human being, yeah. and it's uh, it's like almost. And like I, a, I because this is in America, I guarantee you, at some point, some dude is gonna get balls from somebody else who's of a different race. And Next then, thing you, you know, yeah, you know, or some dude is gonna be like, "Well, yeah, yeah, we did have sex, and technically, is my kid, except that those weren't my balls." Yeah, right. So this isn't and my so kid. Like, whose kid, kid is it? Yeah, right. What and, about the grandparents? Right, and the, the, I was just the delivery system, but it's yeah. not my kid. What about those? What about those balls that made other kids in the past? Oh God, yeah. You what know? about their siblings? Yeah. What about the siblings? So interesting to think of a little, uh, you know, ball ethics, <laughs> penis news. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. Thanks.